But there was a star, and that star was significant. It was to point the direction to Jesus. God will always point us to the direction we need to go. God will always point the direction, and Jesus will always point the direction that we need in our times of hurt, in our times of pain, in our times of sorrow, even in the times of joy. The Bible says, if anyone's in trouble, let him pray. If anyone is happy, let him sing. And so Jesus will always point the way in our troubles and always point our way in the times of joy. So the star was there to direct the wise men. We become wise when we listen to directions. Men, women, we become wise when we listen to directions. See, when I'm driving and I know I'm lost, I ask my wife, where, where, where'd I go, where'd I go? I have no shame. Look up on the driving directions. I don't care, please pull over, let's ask somebody. Because I know the power of direction. When you lose direction for your life, you're lost. When you can't take direction, we're lost. When we can't take advice, we get lost. We live in a society where we think we know, when we feel, when I know, I know, but we're going in circles. We're going in circles. These wise men took the direction of the star. The star pointed toward Jesus. And it's funny that they were ended up at Hedron's palace because a lot of times we think direction for our life is in another place. We find, try to find hope in another place, in another thing, in other stuff. But when they figured out, no, something's wrong here. And we have to come to a point in our lives where we say, you know, there's something wrong. I need direction. Um, I need hope. Come on. I need peace. I need the joy of God. And it goes on, the Bible talks. And he began to show them the direction they needed to go. And he, he tells the wise men where he, they were going to be born, how was he going to look, how, excuse me, what it was going to take place, and significant things that they had told him. And I'm going really quick to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. I love the way the book of Luke says it because Luke was a physician. He's more detailed. The Bible says that in Luke chapter 2, in verse 9-7, it says, And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in a sweater cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. The significance, the wise men followed the star. And the Bible says that he was wrapped. Listen to him saying wrapped with the swaddle. Now, the swaddling was what they used to wipe the milk off the tentacles of the cow. When they milked them, they would get them, they would wipe it so that it wouldn't go bad. That cloth had the milk of the cow on it. The milk is the word. They wrapped the word with the word. Jesus is the word. Come on. Jesus is the word. It, it, it wasn't the, like when you have a baby and it's born, it's born in a hospital. 
and then they start pruking the boogers out and they start cutting the throat out and, and then they get the, the, the cloth that were clean and they take them and they put the, all their stuff on them and then they give it to the mom all good and happy. No. Here, the baby, they wrapped it with the dirty cloth or the milk cloth, excuse me. And there's, there's another thing. When they would wrap the babies, they would wrap them almost like mummies. We call it the tomale wrap. Wrap the baby like a tomale. Vamos, hands in, But back then, they would wrap them even more. Almost the arms, the limb by limb, and then the full torso. Here's Jesus wrapped. So this is what I'm saying. The star pointed in the direction. The cloth was wrapped. They wrapped Jesus. Come on, somebody. They wrapped them with the word. They wrapped them with the word. When you wrap yourself with the word, it brings nourishment to your body. It brings nourishment to your marriage. Being nourishment to your soul. When you wrap yourself, it keeps you strong. I've never had a baby here. Anybody have a baby? Not the guys, the girls. They don't talk about. You wrap that baby, and that baby, when you wrap him, he still feels safe. Like he's still in the womb, they talk about. So here's the wrapping. When you wrap yourself in the word, you're safe. It'll guide you, it'll lead you, it'll direct you, it'll speak life into you. We need the word. Second, they laid him in a manger. The major held Jesus. Listen, the star pointed, the cloth wrapped him, and the major held him. That the thing that was right here, the major, they call it a major, it, it held Jesus. It held him up, it sustained him. Kept him right there. Kept him right there. The significance of the church is this. God was protecting him in the midst of hopelessness. Listen, he was born just the way you and I were born. Jesus was born just the way you and I were. Nine months in the peseta, what do you call that thing? The uterus, whatever it is. The womb. <laughs> it was in the it was in Mary's belly. Listen to what I'm saying. It was being fed with that, what that thing was getting fed with the baby? The umbilical cord, thank you, sweetheart. I'm asking right here. I had three babies, so I'm talking right here. And, and, and getting fed just like you and I. And was born just like you and I. That was Jesus. Listen to what I'm saying. It wasn't just poof, there it was. It wasn't she got pregnant and then the next day he was laying down. No, she travailed. She was saying, what did I do wrong? She was going through some changes. Women, you know the changes you go through when you're having babies? And birth came forth. Birth. Birth him. The birth of Jesus. The star. The cloth. The major that held him. One more. Our hearts that receive him. Listen to what I'm saying. Our hearts are like the major. We held Jesus in our heart. The, the major represent our hearts where we hold Jesus in our hearts where we have him in our hearts and how do we do that same thing that John chapter 3 says that we confess our sins church and he says if, if we believe in him for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for those who believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life come on somebody ever 
everlasting life. The birth of Jesus oh, protects us, helps us, comforts us in times of need. But he's not a baby anymore. He grew. Listen to what I'm saying. He grew. Now, this is the thing that I want you guys to understand. Please. Jesus was rejected. They tried to take him into the inn. And they don't, nobody wanted to take him. He was rejected. When he started preaching the gospel, his own family rejected him. The Jews rejected him, his own people. Even at his death, church, listen, even to now, people still reject him. But through rejection, he still loved he still cared. Come on. He still brought hope. I want you to know that he felt the stuff that we felt, rejection, hopelessness, hurt, pain. But he pushed through them all. And I believe his birth gives us peace, joy, strength, comfort in these times. Helps us to go through with sorrows. Helps us to understand my question to you this morning let the star continue to point the direction in your life let Jesus continue point the direction in your life continue wrapping yourself in the arms of Jesus in the word of God continue holding him in your heart even though the world will try to pull it away from you even though your pain and the stuff you go through will try to rip it out of you. Hold on tight. Don't let go. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. I want you to stand with me this morning, church. Stand with me this morning. God cares enough to come in the form of a child to live his life and go through it with the Bible says that he grew in wisdom and in stature. Wisdom and in stature. The Bible says that he, he had gained favor with God and man. And then he took on the role and his, his, and his calling. The Bible says that he, he was baptized and, and from there on he entered in, the Bible says in Luke chapter 4, he entered into the wilderness by the enemy. Or excuse me, he went into the wilderness led by the Spirit of God. Excuse me. And he went through all trials and tribulations. And after that, he continued his ministry and continued to reach out all the way to the point of death. So you and I will have a second chance. So you and I can get things right. So you and I can have peace in our homes. So you and I can come to him and cry out to him. He, he cares enough for us that he gave his life for us. My question to you, will we allow ourselves to listen to the star to direct us, to get the direction that we need, to get to the place that we need again? The star is bright, it's shining, it's saying, wise men, wise women, what do you want out of this? What do you want out of your life? You're getting older, you're not getting any younger. You're, some of you are getting married, some of you are having children, some of you are you're, you're, you're climbing in your years. Will you allow the star Jesus to give you the peace the joy 
that we, that we desire to give us a, a peace of mind. We allow that star in our lives to, to shine bright so that we won't miss this new year coming. 2020 is just around the corner. Come on, 2020 is just around the corner. And are we gonna live like 2019 aimlessly? Or now are we gonna have a mark? Are we gonna have our goal? Are we gonna have a purpose? Are we gonna have a vision for our family, for our loved ones? Because Jesus did not die in vain. He came for us, he came for me, he came for you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I challenge you today. Evaluate your life, evaluate your marriage, evaluate where you are. Don't run into this new year to say, go into a new year with purpose, with Jesus. This new year with direction. This new year was surrendering to Jesus and says, God, I'm tired of doing my thing. I'm tired of going to the wrong king. I want to go to the king of kings. I need to come to the king and clean because the Bible says in Isaiah that you are wonderful, counselor, almighty God. You are wonderful, a counselor, an almighty God. Isaiah predicts the birth of Jesus before anything was taking place. And he calls him wonderful. He's a wonderful God. He's a counselor. He's almighty God. That's who he is. He was born a baby, church, and had these titles already. So how much more should we take direction from a wonderful counseling almighty God? It's so powerful. So powerful. You hear this one say, Pastor, I need Jesus in my heart. If that's you today, say, I need Jesus in my heart. I want you to lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. God bless 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 you. Maybe you're here this morning and say, Pastor, I've fallen away. I've drifted away. I need to get some things right with God. I need to come back to where I need to be. I need to get some things right with God. If that's you this morning, lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God sees that hand. God sees that hand. Maybe you're here this morning and say, Pastor, God's ministering to me. I need to fully surrender to God. I need to get that direction for this new year. I need to get this direction for my marriage, for my life. I'm going to be a wise man. I'm going to be a wise woman, and I'm going to take the direction. I'm going to allow it to guide me and lead me. I'm going to wrap myself in the Word again, get back into my Word and wrap myself, and I'm going to keep Jesus on the throne of my heart, not me, not the king of this world, but him. I'm going to put him back where he belongs. I'm going to put things in order in my life. And I believe it. If that's you today, you lifted up your hand. God spoke to you. I want you to come. Come now. Hands came from over there. Hands came from over there. I want you to come. Come now. Now. Come. We're going to pray with you. We're going to pray with you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. People are coming. People are coming from all over. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else? The altars are open. You need prayer. You come. You come. You come. God is here. God is here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus.
Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Those are on TV watching us. Say this simple prayer. If you lift up your hand, I've got to minister to you. All those that are here today, say this simple prayer. Say, we say, Jesus, wash me with your precious blood. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and make me new. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord a great clap offering. We are not done yet. To stay where you're at. We're going to pray with you. We're going to pray with you right now. We're going to pray with you as the altar workers help me pray. But I want you guys to see something powerful. Angels are rejoicing in heaven right now. Those, those are repenting, give their life to God. The Bible says that heaven is rejoicing. There's angels right now saying, thank you, Jesus. They're, glory, they're just happy. And the second thing, plug into a church. Read your word. Stay away from evil. They got to use your life for something great. Angels play a perfect and a heavy part of our lives. The angel came to Mary. The angel then came to Joseph. The angels then came to the shepherds. Listen to what I'm saying. Angels play a, a heavy role in our walk with God. And heaven rejoiced right now. Angels rejoice because giving our life to Jesus. Come on, somebody. We're going to pray with you right now as we change the order of the service. We're going to begin to worship God. But we're going to pray with you. I want you to, those that are out there to extend your hands. We're going to pray right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.